Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Montana County. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, I don't even know where to start this podcast. That really, so much has happened since the last time we recorded. Um, on a good, positive note, um, Dion is 2-0. Took care of Nebraska. You- College game day is actually going to be there on Saturday, so... Michigan Wolverines is 2-0. Alabama, I, I can think we can officially say it's no longer Alabama. The NFL season <laughs> started, well, somewhat, because it seems like some team forgot it was the start of the season. Joe Burrow had a terrible game. Josh Allen, terrible game. Hell, even, I know they won, but Baltimore... And Lamar Jackson only beating the Texans 25-9 was terrible. I think the most exciting game uh, of week one was Miami and the Chargers. But, I mean, a lot of the games, the Vikings, what, what the hell is wrong with them? They lost to Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield. Uh, the Giants, 40 to nothing to Dallas. Like, I know the defense is good, but... Damn, you get select on your home field like that. But I think the two biggest stories, Mel Tucker at Michigan State and Aaron Rodgers rupturing his Achilles on the fourth his fourth play as the New York Jets. So I don't know which fan base got it worse at this point, but <laughs> which story you want to start with? Oh, Jesus. And then there's, like, so much more, too. It's just crazy. Um, We can start off with Mel Tucker. um, And then we'll go to to Rodgers after that. Because I I think everybody done probably gave you so much an earful of Rodgers. And then we'll give you our take on Rodgers. But um, I think we should start off with Mel Tucker, man. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and... uh, and have a stab at it first, man, because I don't know where the hell to go with this. Yeah, um, so I can give you my initial thoughts. I'll even, like, so it was interesting because I was actually looking looking for some stats for the, from the Michigan game, and I Googled Michigan football, and that normally brings up, you know, Michigan schedule, everything, and everything that came up was something about Mel Tucker. So I'm like, what? the hell happened and then i hear <laughs> then i see mel tucker accused of uh, sexual harassment by a rape victim i'm like i'm really confused <laughs> uh, and then I'm, I'm i'm reading some of the details himself pleasuring himself all, all of these things <laughs> and i'm and i'm still and then his statement that he released yesterday like I don't know if he hired the same attorneys as Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> I don't think it it did him any justice. Um, I do agree um, with him that Michigan State has probably been looking to get out of his contract because I'm going to be honest, I've been trying not to criticize Mel Tucker, but he made $95 million off of one good season. I feel like Jay-Z, when he talked to Nas, you had one hot album. <laughs> So, um, it's it's sad. It's a a quick fall from grace. I hope it doesn't have an impact on other black head coaches. Um, I do. I, I mean, nobody has all the facts. The only people that have all the facts is the two people involved. 
I just don't know how you put yourself in that situation when you got 95 million reasons not to. Exactly. And that's and that's my my point right there that I'm going to make right now, Rodney. Um, regardless of the fact, okay, um, when you're a leader of men, you can't afford to make those mistakes. So, and I understand why Michigan State is um, suspending him and possibly moving him forward terminating his contract i think the thing was they were really sold on him and they understand that it's a transition and guys doing certain things and and uh you know people moving on to the nfl so they understand the transition i thought that michigan state was going to be better this season which they are they won their first few games and they're in the rebuilding phase i understand every team's going to go through that you see that with ohio state right now you see that with alabama it happens with teams so i understand but I don't think that I, the narrative that he's trying to paint that they're trying to get rid of him, they would have got. You know, they found out about this last year. Yeah. So this happened in 2022. So they were going to let this whole thing come out and, and and ride, but it just got too bad. And then with him admitting guilt, and he's married too. That's the sad part about it. Like he admitted guilt, and he's married. Yeah, um, I don't know how that brother. I don't know. I hope he ain't go home. I, I know if I. The, the embarrassment that he he didn't brought his wife and his family I don't I don't know what black woman I know who who got with that type of embarrassment on on I mean it's national news I I don't know how you go home um, exactly that's what I'm saying like how can you even how can you face the team like why would he even want to fight for his job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can understand. And then the young lady that, that you know, brung up the charges against him, um, she's a she's a survivor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of, this, of an altercation that took place like this. Why would you even try? Not saying that you should try anyone, but why would you even try her or even try to do anything? Yeah, like um, you do, I'm like, it's like you doubled down. Like, not only did, did you do this, but you did it with a, a rape survivor that, that you brought in to, to talk to the team about sexual harassment. Um, yeah, like, what the hell were you thinking, sir? Was, uh, and I mean, even if it was consensual, now you get into the whole um, supervisor, employee type of subordinate type of relationship, which is also a no-no. So, I mean, it's just, it's just not a good look all the way around. Um, even if she had a part to play, like a, like I said, and clearly, I think both parties have something that they're not saying or or something because um, one of the things I read, both parties have deleted text messages. Right. Right. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, both parties have deleted text messages. I, I read that as well. Um, but still, at the same time, like, you don't put yourself, like you just said, you got 95 million reasons to not put yourself in that position. And that's just, he just did a bonehead thing on his part. And then to say, oh, it was consensual. Sir, you already fucked up from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So just, if you're a leader amongst men and you're supposed to have these guys ready to go and focus on the game, and, and focus on Michigan State football, being a family, 
and doing certain things. That's why probably a lot of players knowing what was going on actually transferred because we were trying to figure out why are these guys transferring? You losing a number one quarterback, you losing tight ends, you losing wide receivers. Your number one wide receiver who is down at Florida State. I don't know if you have caught any Florida State games or highlights. He is balling. Yeah, he's balling right now, and it's a reason why those guys left, and they don't want to come out and say certain things, but they know what's going on, and they knew that shit was going to hit the fan. So they knew that he was possibly not going to be there, so why not transfer while you can? So, yeah, yeah it, it, I don't I don't see how you could if, – if I'm a parent of a, of a high school senior, junior, somebody that's being recruited for Michigan State, I don't see how – I'm letting my my son go there, and Tucker's still the coach. Like it's it's a it's a no go for me. Like we'll have to explore other options. Exactly, and then now now Michigan State has to go through a phase where they have to make a, a significant hire, and they ha- this has to be a stamped hire. I, um, so <clears throat> I don't know if it has to be significant. So, um. I actually think they have the right coach already on staff, already promoted. I I, I think if I'm Michigan State, because what I don't know what big name coach you gonna come in to clean up this mess. Urban Meyer, if you throw a whole bunch of money at him, but I, I feel like you kind of have to ride Harold Barnett, see what he can do as coach, and go from there. I, I think you employ the Michigan Lloyd Carr method at this point. I mean, I don't know, man. If this if this whole staff kind of knows what's going on and they're like standing by their side supporting them, wouldn't you want to clean like they clean house with the whole uh with the uh whole Rick Patino staff? Yeah, I don't, um, so like you gotta get like, this is huge right now, so man. That like, was, so that's 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 an interesting point because. The only person that has has spoken out on the staff that I've seen is um, the interim or acting head coach Harold Barnett. And today, when he was asked, had he talked to Mel Tucker? He said not not verbally, like they've had text. So I I don't. It'll be interesting to see um, how the other coaches respond, how some of the current players respond. But I, I feel like. I get your point. In, at some in some aspects, like Michigan State has to distance themselves as, as far as possible from Mel Tucker. Uh-huh. Exactly, and that and and Rodney that'll that'll result in also getting rid of uh in, in staff around him. Um, I think that they should clean house. And when I say bring in somebody that's probably familiar with the program, um, bring in. Um, they need some new blood. They need something else going on in that program because the program didn't have winning ways um, over the past few years since Mel Tucker uh, came. Last year was terrible. Um, he had the, and that, the money. He had the COVID season where they went to let, Yeah, he well, had the COVID Kenneth, season. The Kenneth Walker season. Right. <laughs> it's just they, they got to really uh, – and then when you see coaches like Prime come in and, and, and take everything by storm and – now you need something like that. Like you need something. If you're gonna bring in a black coach, because I don't, I don't know. Like the Big Ten, it seems like the Big Ten is really low on on African American coaches. So for him well, to do and, this move, and, and it really hurts. And I think your your 
the best black coaching candidates that are in the Big Ten coach at your rival, right? Sharon Moore and Mike Hart are in st- – and Steve, uh, what's the the DB, DB coach? Um, I feel like they're all up and coming coaches, and the chances, especially Mike Hart. You know, Mike Hart's not going to coach at Michigan State. Um, so maybe you look at a Jason um, Candle at Toledo. I, hell, at this point, I might make a call to Urban Meyer. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying now. Now you make a call to Urban Meyer, but you know Urban Meyer's background too. And hell, and all this stuff. I ain't trying to be funny. like, what do you do? Jimbo Fisher <laughs> probably will be looking for a job at the end of the season too. So, <laughs> right. And the way that them Batman fans are acting right now, they act like Nick Saban gonna be looking for a job. What the hell did he do wrong? They're in a the rebuild. But not that's only, a whole other subject. Not on so. Yeah, that that game was very very interesting. I I don't know if if I'm if I'm Michigan State at this point, and I'm a Michigan State fan. As a Michigan fan, I feel bad for for the fan base. Like you went through the whole Larry Nasser, you had the um, mass mass shooting, and now this Tucker news. I it's it's devastating um, to to see even though they're a rival university, to go through um, all of these events. Because, like, I was freezing, like, damn, can they catch a break? Man, you know that the the Larry Nassar thing, when that thing happened, man, Coach D'Antonio and uh, Izzo, even though they they were super against it and everything, they almost lost their jobs for it. Like, they, they the university got hit hard. Because of that, like they took criticism on every level. Anything that you could have said that alluded to you, like saying, "Oh, I don't know what's going on," or I, like they feel like everybody's tied in together because it's a sports program, and it, they don't realize like universities are massive. Mm-hmm. It's so many different. Yeah, you, it's impossible to know what's going on on every aspect of, of what's going on on different sports. So, um, this is another very very big scar that tarnishes Michigan State, man. Um, they got to, like I said, they got to clean house. They got to move on. I saw they brought in Magic Johnson. Um, I also seen Draymond Green. He was there. Um, I don't know why the hell they brought D'Antonio back. Yeah, they brought D'Antonio. I mean, they got everybody. It's all hands on deck at this point, man. You bring in Magic. You got to clean this stuff up, Rodney. So anybody that you can bring in that's a big name star to keep the university going, that's what you're going to have to do. So you bring in Magic Johnson. You bring in Draymond Green. You bring in all these other guys. They done brought in Steve Smith. I mean, it's everybody there, Rodney. Like, I, <laughs> you got to do something, man. Something has to happen. So, and they're keeping everybody that has sexual harassment suits far away. I feel bad for uh, – what was the point guard that played there uh, and won the national champion? Yeah, I feel bad for Cleves because, remember, Cleves went through something like that. Mm-hmm. They want his ass far away from possible from Michigan State. They don't want nobody that has anything to do with any type of sexual harassment suit close to Michigan State or for, or past uh, sexual harassment suit. So they're trying to make sure everybody's clean. And you're right, man. It's, it's time to go back to the drawing board. Hopefully, this guy that uh, if he has a huge season and they they do if they get over this adversity, 
with this interim coach, then they could probably consider him. But if he has a shitty season, which I, I think they will. They probably, not- they probably going to have a shitty game on Saturday because playing Washington and Washington looks like the Pac-12 for this to be their last hurrah. It looked like they going on with a bang because they have been killing their non-conference game. So. Right. The only loss was Oregon wound up winning that game, didn't they? Yeah. Washington State, I think, lost. Yeah, it was Washington State that lost. Yeah, but other than that, man, like, you're right. They've been killing it. And it's a big game coming up with uh, Oregon and Colorado. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're right about that, man. They're going out with a bang for sure. And um, what? Uh, so, Rodney, I want to say something to you. I know we're moving on to the next subject. I would like to apologize to you, sir. You were right about Dion's. Uh, <laughs> you, you said that they would start off good, then you backtracked. Because a lot of people left. We we were kind of surprised like, when the whole offense left and damn near the whole defense. We said, who the hell is going to play for the team? Um, apparently, they got offensive players playing on defense, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> and his son. Yeah, like apparently he had a game plan. His, so. his son, as he say, is a, is a dog. is the quarterback, so. I don't, I don't know if I want to say, Rodney, did they play uh, – a subpart team in TCU that's basically rebuilding, that's not really good, and then they played an awful Nebraska. Nebraska's like bottom barrel Big Ten. And they're, they're like really bad. So, they're, them in Northwestern are like the shitty teams of the Big Ten. They're like really awful teams. Yeah, and then they're about, so, they're about to play, um, who was it, Colorado State this week, so that should be another win. I look past them, Ronnie. They're gonna blow them out, man. Yeah. I, I look. I don't look past them. I'm already on Oregon already. Yeah, I look past Colorado State because the gauntlet, like you said, is they have Colorado, they have Oregon, USC back to back. They're they're at Oregon and then they're home against um, USC. I just hope that they stay healthy. They should take care of business against Colorado State. Get those guys some rest. Um. And then going to Oregon healthy and ready to go. Because right now, I believe that if they stay healthy, then they probably – they got a, a good opportunity to go into Oregon and beat them. Oregon's beatable. All off, all these teams are all offense, no defense in that division. So, anybody has a shot. I believe that they will be smacked against USC. That's that's really tough. Mm-hmm. That that I think, in, in my that, honest that opinion only, – Only saving grace for them – um, with that USC game, that that probably will play a factor if they do get USC at home. But did you see that Nebraska crowd? Yes. That Nebraska, I thought they were in Nebraska. <laughs> I said, damn, where the hell are they at? If it wasn't for uh, the celebrities coming there, and I knew that they were, you know, if me being a, a football fan, knowing that they were at home, it felt like they were in Nebraska, really. Yeah. And uh, I don't probably, think that some of the fans are really sold. And they, the celebrities they, out, though. Yeah, they that's gonna be one hell of a game. They should bring the celebrities out for that uh, USC game too, and that Oregon game. Um, bring them on a the road with you, Prime. You a you a road show, man. Bring it, bring everybody with you. I, I'm enjoying watching him uh, talk his mess and and inspiring those young kids, man, and motivating them. Eventually, he's gonna catch up with them. They're gonna they're gonna uh, play some good teams, and it's not gonna probably work out for them. But I, I'm enjoying this first couple weeks. First two or three weeks is, is awesome right now. Yeah, so let's talk about 
First of all, were you watching the Monday night game? I watched the Monday night game. Um, as soon as I got off of work, man, I, I went straight home and uh, and watched the Monday night game. I caught it just in time, but then I fell asleep. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, so sitting there, <laughs> I'm watching the game. After Aaron Rodgers got hurt, I fell asleep. Yeah, Rodney. it was over. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm waiting, you know, because of course it's only right that you have to wait for Aaron Rodgers' debut. the The Bills, I believe, they went three and out, so close to it. So I'm like, okay, see, we get to see Aaron Rodgers make his de- debut with the Jets. The first play, I think, it was around the second play. It seemed like he was running for his life. Third play, same thing. Fourth play, it's like he's running for his life again. And then you see him get up. And then he was casually just sitting down on the turf. And I'm like, okay, what the hell? Then you see him. I figured it was leg injury. Yeah, I figured it. And then I see him getting helped off. So I'm like, okay. Then, you know, he's in a blue tent. Then they bring in a card over. I'm like, oh, this really isn't good. So, like you, because the game ended up being terrible, Josh Allen had probably the worst game I've seen from a quarterback in a long time, especially one that's supposed to be in the top five. Uh, But, so I turned the game off, and then I'm checking Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, and they're like, possible Achilles injury. And I'm like, wait, what the hell? Then, uh, and he's strong for that one, Rodney. Though yeah. you saw how he he was walking on that bad boy though, and I'm like, man, that's one hell of an athlete right there. I I get Aaron Rodgers that he much. didn't do the pause Pierce. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was gonna start rolling on the ground. Most guys are are thriving in in pain, screaming to the top of their lungs. You you know, and he just walking gingerly. You know, it's only one athlete I know that has topped that. <laughs> now, that's Kobe. Kobe shot them two free throws after tearing his mm-hmm. Achilles and walked off in hell. Rogers had help. He had two people holding him up. Kobe walked off on his own on his own weight. So, I you know what he was initially going to walk off the field, and they told him to lay down so that way they can, uh, you know, they, he doesn't mess up anything any further. Uh, yeah, but Kobe, man, yeah, he was a beast just like Rodgers was a beast last night. That lets you know that they top-tier athletes. But I want to say one thing, Rodney, man, because I've been trolling. So when I'm at work, I troll. And people, before the game even started, I had to hear the slander of Matthew Stafford because apparently the Rams had let out a press, uh, let out a, a press release saying that the Jets, before they went after Rodgers, they were trying to get Stafford, but they weren't willing to budge with Stafford. Um, and plus Stafford has a trade clause to pick what team that he would like to go to. Yeah, that's always been the clause in his contract. I can see why the Jets would want to go after Stafford over Rodgers. I mean, Stafford is a few years younger. Um, he's a little bit more mobile than Rodgers has ever been. Um, so I mean, it makes sense in my head, um, especially if, if, if Stafford. I know he had like the the head issues going on. If that if that's correct, I mean, 
to me, Stafford kind of would would have been the the better of the two quarterback. Um, exactly, and that's what I was that's what I was saying, Rodney. So I'm I'm arguing with these people. I wouldn't say arguing. We were having a disagreement because I had to see a whole feed, and this was under the Sports Center page too, because Sports Center had uh, had posted this, and uh, you had a lot of people saying negative things like, "Oh, Stafford's washed up. We dodged a bullet," and I corrected them. On the page, I said, wait a minute, hold on. Well, Matthew Stafford is 35 years old, and he just won a championship year before last. I don't know if people realize that. Yeah, and if he's washed up, they, they obviously wasn't watching a lot of them Green Bay games last year. Exactly, and that's what I was saying. I'm like, are you serious? But in all seriousness, you can have Mahomes, Hurts, uh, Golf, anybody, anybody that's playing really good right now behind that O-line, you can have Jesus, and they will be injured because that O-line is atrocious. Well, I, That's the worst O-line in, the, in, in football right now. So I agree, but Shannon Sharp did say something on first take that um, I didn't realize until he, until he pointed out the so and he 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 did he did say the old line was terrible, but he said on that particular play, um, it's actually the onus on on Rogers to get rid of the ball. Um, it's supposed to be a three step and drop either there or you throw it away, and Rogers held on to the ball. So, well, he was doing what a quarterback typically does, but what happened was the the guy on the line was supposed to he tried to cut block. Um, flowers, but flowers wasn't going for no cut block. And the thing about it, like you said, he was running for his life the whole time. You bring in Wilson. Wilson was running for his life the whole time. If Josh Allen, yeah. honestly, they supposed to lost that game. If Josh Allen didn't just throw the ball away to them freely, yeah, he three times. He thought number three on the Jets play <laughs> for for, for um, Buffalo the way he was throwing him the ball. And some of those passes, Rodney, were, I knew Josh Allen was on some bullshit. When it was, uh, I want to say it was going into halftime, and he tries to hurdle two guys. I, I watched the game again because I was like, let me see how this happened. It looked like the game was exciting, but it really wasn't. So I watched well, the game again had, on the NFL Network. You just had a few exciting plays. Like the the um, Priest Hall one was the most exciting play, and that was only funny because I was watching it on the um, – Manning cast at that point, they were talking about him being out of shape because he couldn't see, he ran out of gas. <laughs> Man, Rodney, I wish I would have called you for, I woke up at four in the morning. I think I text you like, oh, man, I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. But I watched SportsCenter. They're like, this was a one heck of a game. Then they showed the Rodgers thing. I said, they won that game? I thought they were lost for sure. So I, I go on to the NFL network and it's, you know, they're, they're showing the game again. Like it's an instant classic. I said, this game is terrible. Why the hell are they showing this game like it's a classic game? But that's the New York media for you. The New York media feel like, hey, let's show this. This is an instant classic for us. And that was a horrible game. Yeah. That game was really bad. It, it, shoot, it was a bunch of stinkers this this week. Um, that Cleveland. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, Rodney, give me, give me your top five stinkers of this week. Okay. We can do that. I'm, I'm going to go. The game we're talking about is one because you didn't get any Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen had a terrible game. I mean, it was good if you like defense. Baltimore-Houston was a stinker. Um, 
Cincinnati, Cleveland. It, what what was that? Joe Burrow, you getting paid all this <laughs> all this money and that that's that's it. Uh, well, he held out and he didn't practice, man. So I, I don't know. I, a lot of these teams didn't practice. The Lions didn't practice either. Um, yeah, no, okay, that, go ahead, right? That, that makes the Lions going in there, um, Arrowhead and winning all that more impressive because it, it was stinkers all around the league. Um, the damn Saints Titans game, what, what was that? That was a stinker for sure. <laughs> I was gonna say, please mention that game. That game was atrocious. And then, uh, then the, the damn Minnesota Vikings, Tampa Bay game. That was just that, that. If it wasn't for Justin Jefferson, that that game was really a stinker. Um, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield. And Baker actually came to play, man. Like he actually balled yeah, out. Man. Kirk Cousins, he disappointed me, man. Interse- he threw he threw a stupid ass interception that made no sense. Um, and also some of his ball placement was kind of stupid yeah, I too. Can't, I can't. It was so many stinkers. I need more than five. I'm, I'm forgetting about the damn Las Vegas Raiders and, and Denver Broncos game. Mm-hmm. You ready to give up on Russ yet? Um. No, give me give me two more weeks. Uh, I'm try, I'm trying with him, man, but I don't know what the hell is he doing, man. And that's I a, think his it's like the older he get, his judgment is off. And that's about all he gonna get because if it don't get no better than when he played this, I don't see Sean Payton keep keeping him at quarterback. Oh, that's gonna be tough. And they just gave him that huge contract too, man. I think Sean Payton should have had a different game plan. Oh, um, Arizona, Washington, that was a stinker. And then you didn't even mention Dallas and uh, the Giants, too, which was a stinker. Yeah, it was. It, that was a one-sided stinker. If you were Dallas, you, if you was a Dallas fan, you enjoyed it. Um, but I, I want to say Dallas was dominant. But the Giants are really bad. Yeah, like we knew that from we knew that from last year. They were really bad. They just snuck in there and they had a couple games um, and, and where and I think Saquon went is, off. They're worse than we thought they were going to be. Well, I knew the offense was terrible. The offense is always bad. You got Waller, but Waller was kind of injured going into that game too, and. And Daniel Jones is just not a good quarterback. He's terrible. Oh, I, He's I, really bad. I got another team. I won't say the game is a stinker, but if I'm a fan of this team, y'all in trouble. The Chicago Bears. Yeah, just, that game was terrible. Justin Fields. This was supposed. To, you know, this is supposed to be his coming out. He's supposed to be throwing better. I didn't. I didn't see any progress. And then the Bears defense was supposed to be. Improved. They went on the game. Demon Edmonds all this money. They spent all this money on their defense. Jordan Love. Me and you could have threw through to some of those receivers he was throwing to. They was that wide open. Man, Jordan Love. He all you had to do was dump the ball off. That's all he had to do. Like the defense was so bad. That Bears defense. I'm trying to figure out right now. If they don't beat Carolina, I believe they play Carolina. I don't think they're going to win a game this season. That's how bad they look. 
I feel bad for DJ Moore too. If I'm here, I'm screaming, please trade me in the middle. I'm going in there demanding a trade. Cause that's just they're they're really bad. I didn't know that Fields was gonna be this awful. Yeah, I I so I was that was one of the games I was going back and forth watching. And I I couldn't because all we heard off season is he's turned the corner. Uh, he's not just a running quarterback anymore. Like his throwing and his reading coverage has improved, and I couldn't see it for the life of me. Yeah, I, that's that's they painted a false narrative, and you know I bet on those guys too. I I admit I, I bet on Chicago. I thought Chicago at home. They haven't beaten the the Packers. They haven't beaten the Packers since two thousand eighteen. Um, I thought for sure they'd come in there fired up, ready to go. No, and and right now, if I'm looking at the and and also the uh, Seahawks and Rams game, you let Stafford. Stafford didn't throw for a touchdown. He threw for three hundred and sixty four yards. But the Seahawks, they lost two offensive people. Okay, they lost two offensive linemen. So that's why Aaron Donald and the rest of those guys were blowing through those the the guys that they put in because those guys are basically rookies. I I feel really bad for the Seahawks because they supposed to have been really good this season. They're gonna try to rebound off of last year because they made it to the playoffs last year. They're supposed to be rebounding and, and building, but the Seahawks they're they're gonna they're not gonna be good this season, man. And they play the Lions. The Lions on a revenge tour too. I don't know how the Lions get to play them back to back home games. That I don't understand that. I never seen that before. But the Lions played them last year at home. They're playing them again this year at home. And the Lions are going to kick their ass. And I think it's the same week of the season too, if I remember correctly. I think they played in week two last season. And they're yeah, and I, yeah. I I don't know what's going on with the scheduling, but uh. Yeah, it's going to be revenge for uh, the Lions. The Lions got a revamp defense. They can actually move side to side now. And see, and you know what's he The offense is better. Today. Yeah, and the offense is like way better. So, and they're missing two people on that offensive line, man. Hutch and the rest of those guys are going to feast, man. I felt real bad. And did you hear Geno Smith? Did you hear that audio? No. So Aaron Donald comes straight up the middle. Somehow on this play, you had three offensive linemen. Because, like I said, two of them are rookies. You had three offensive linemen on one player from the damn Rams. Three offensive linemen on one defensive player. Aaron Dino comes flying through the middle. And Geno Smith yells out, oh, shit, and throws the ball down. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God. Like, he says, oh, my God. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Basically, Aaron Donald was going to rip him apart, and he just threw the ball into the ground, and Geno Smith's like, what would you do if that – so he knows what's going on. Hopefully they can get some things together when they play the Lions, but I doubt it. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be madness at four field. I'm excited about that. Yeah, bring your blue ski mask. That's right. That's right. So, so Rodney – I know I, I was going to talk to you about introducing something new. I feel like we should do something new, and I think like we do it really well on the fly um, here at Motown and Coney. Give me your top five NFL power rankings from week one. Okay, so week one power rankings. Dallas. I like that. Even though... This is... 
Are you going from five to one or one to or one to five? Uh, I'll go. I'm gonna go five to one. So Dallas, uh huh, Detroit, okay, Miami, all right. Uh, let me go back and look at the oh San Fran. Okay. And even though they lost to the Lions, I'm I'm still gonna have Kansas City at one, considering Kelsey is come gonna come back, and they just got Chris Jones back. So. Okay, mine's mine's is gonna be a little different from my top five. I'm gonna have Detroit at number five. Um, I feel like uh, even though the officials, I I need to see more pressure on defense from that uh. That line, especially I know they were especially when they were like, can you talk about three players on, on on one? Kansas City did that a lot to to Hutch. Yeah, and they had a guy I I never seen this too. And then the, the Mike Tarico, I I thought you stay here in Michigan. I'm not trying to say he should be biased, he does. but the shit he the shit that he was saying was yeah. he stays here. Bro, you already know what I'm about to say. Yeah, <laughs> the asterisk and everything else he was saying. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, what? The guy clearly wasn't even lined up on the line. Mm-hmm. He didn't call out none of that stuff. The other commentator, he mentioned it a few times, and they've been holding all night. Like, this guy isn't even lined up. He's lined up damn near in the backfield. I've never seen that before, and they were trying to explain the rules, and that's not one of the rules. You can't convince me that that's one of the rules where an offensive lineman is – Lined up in the backfield, and then every time Hutch would get past him, yeah, like what, what, what the hell is going on? And every time Hutch would even get past him, he was holding like clearly the whole time, and they called a few calls at the end. So maybe we can get a little bit more pressure, um, and and bring a better blitz package too, because we did no blitz packages and everything. I really wanted them to get on Mahomes because that offensive line was pretty weak. Um, but yeah, I got the Lions at number five. Um, I know you probably not want to hear this, but uh, Deshaun Watson is back and he's playing a full season, and I think he's hungry. Give me Cleveland Browns. Only at number at number four. Only reason why I didn't have Cleveland on my list is because Cincinnati played so damn bad. Yeah, but that defense though is that defense is nasty for Cleveland, and you know they never played Cleveland good anyway. Like I think Burrow is like one in five against them. So yeah, he it's like he clearly was he can't beat much them. Of his money. Yeah, he can't. That that in-state rivalry has never went uh, the Bengals' way anyway from the beginning. Like Cleveland is always spanked on them, even when they had Andy Dalton and uh, and all those boys. Man, Cleveland has always managed to steal a, or split a season or or win the whole season away from them. So I don't know how that goes, but give me Cleveland at this. I think Cleveland might be for real. They play Pittsburgh. I think they're going to beat Pittsburgh. So give me Cleveland. They'll be 2-0, and and then everybody will be saying, hey, watch out for Cleveland. I think the Lions will win, too. But give me Lions 5, Cleveland uh, 2. Give me Dallas at number 3 because that Giants team was terrible, so Dallas hasn't really played anybody, if you think about it. But give me, but since they beat the, the crap out of them like that, give me Dallas at 3. Um I I got the Chiefs right outside. I know you you had the Chiefs still in there. Um, I, I'm kind of torn between this one here too, but 
give me San Francisco, um, the 49ers. They played a shitty Pittsburgh team, too. So Pittsburgh defense isn't that great like it used to be, and the offense was atrocious, too. Um, so I give me, I want to put them at number one, but, yeah, give me San Francisco at number two. Um, and number one, man, right now, I know this sounds crazy, but just give me the Dolphins, man. They're exciting to watch. Um, how can you go against them, man? And not you got to put up 40 point, 40 something points to beat those guys. And that, that's going to be my worry with them is if the defense can hold up enough, if they, they do like how, <laughs> how, when the offensive line is so good. You can barely get any – like, the, they revamped that offensive line because Tua was getting knocked out those games. So now they got a whole revamped offensive line. Guys are standing tall. So Tua can stand in the pocket all day long. And how the hell, when you give Tua a lot of time, no way possible that you can check Tyreek Hill and Waddle for a long period of time. Like, that's impossible. They're going to eat you alive. And that's what happened against the Chargers. And the Chargers got a pretty good defense. Yeah. So even though Bosa didn't play, they still got a pretty good defense. We're still going against Khalil Mack and, and the rest of those boys. So that's just that was a tough game. But yeah, give me um give me the Dolphins. The Dolphins got a, a tough test coming up too. But I believe the Dolphins will. I think all the teams that we just mentioned are going to win again this week. I don't think they're going to lose. So if you if you're betting you're on FanDuel or or uh, DraftKings, those are locks right there. Those are five locks. Those get teams are not going to lose. Do you believe that, Rodney? Yeah, I I can I can agree with that. I don't. Yeah, I, I would say you could you could lock them in, especially looking at some of these matchups. I mean, we might... Yeah, I don't I don't see them now. Now, Roddy, I got a good question for you. Are you worried about the three teams that lost? And how do you feel like they, they'll uh, fare this week? Like, how do you feel about the Bengals? How do you feel about the Chiefs? And how do you feel about Buffalo? And do you think they got a, a good opportunity to bounce back and be good this in week two? So, the, the Chiefs is the one I'm least worried about, right? Uh, you, you're getting Chris Jones back. You, you might get Kelsey back this week. Um you still have the the best damn player in the foot in the National Football League and Patrick Mahomes. So the the Chiefs not not really worried about uh, the the Bengals. I don't see them winning this week. They play the Ravens. I think it's a real possibility they can be zero and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of sucks because they just gave like bro all that money, all that money, and they can't do nothing. Oh man, the the Bills, Josh Allen plays so bad that I don't think it can get any worse. And they play the Raiders at home, so they got a West Coast team making a long trek to the East Coast at, for a one o'clock kickoff at that. So I I, I think they bounce back, but. Josh Allen can't keep having performances like this. And right, they and he was on the cover of Madden, so maybe he's getting hit with the Madden curse. 
Oh no, Ronnie! Why you got to put that in the air, man? I I just I thought about that too earlier. I was like, damn, he on the cover of Madden. He's not gonna be good this season. And then he pulls out that stinker against the Jets. The Jets got some decent. The Jets got the only thing that's going for the Jets is the defense. And if you're just handing the ball like that and making stupid throws, yeah, I, they're gonna I take see, it. I don't see the Jets winning this week either. They play the Cowboys in Dallas, so yeah, no, they're gonna get stumped. Good luck with they're that. Gonna, yeah, they're gonna get stumped. You, you know what? I'm actually scared for the Chiefs though. If Kelsey doesn't come back, I don't think they win that game going into Jacksonville. You're on the road. You go to Jacksonville. You're going against Lawrence and those guys, man. And that offense is really good. They got a good offense too. The defense is pretty decent too. It's gonna be a fight. It's not gonna be an easy game. So give me a 50-50 chance of them winning that game. Because Jacksonville is really is really good. They done turned it around over there. Yeah. So I'm nervous. I'm not, but we'll see. You said you're not. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, Sky Moore and uh, Kadarius Tony and the rest—they got to really turn it up, man. Those guys got to really turn if it up. Tony plays as bad as he did against the Lions. He might find his ass cut at the end of this week. So, <laughs> and then it didn't want to talk junk about uh, the Giants. You saw that he tweeted talking smack about the Giants. Yeah, uh, I yeah, yeah. Somebody should have told him, "No, nah, brother, you might want to just, just, just leave that alone." Yeah, that's what everybody said. Just set your phone down, man, because you play awful against the line. I know. Now, I, I, I do. I guess I could say this before I throw him under the bus all the way. He didn't practice. He didn't. Uh, he didn't play any exhibition games, too. The same thing with uh, a lot of the players for the Lions, too, because every time you would look up, uh, Branch had wind up getting hurt. Uh, St. Brown got hurt. So a lot of those guys didn't practice, and they didn't play any exhibition games. So people like, oh, man, the Lions only won 21 to uh, 20. Yeah, this is their, basically their exhibition game, and they won that game. So guess what? The next game is going to – every game they're going to get better and better. I got the Lions, Rodney. I know this might sound crazy to you, but I got the Lions winning 13 games after I just figured out how horrible a lot of these teams are. And this was one of the last games that I had. I didn't have them beating the Chiefs. I had them winning 12, so I'm I'm close. Right, that's why I said 13 games. They beat the Chiefs. Um, If if they're going to walk in there, Chicago's like a bye week. Like they they're gonna be I think they're gonna beat Seattle this week. Then you play Green Bay. You should beat Green Bay. Um, I want to see how the injuries and everything pan out for Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Jones wind up getting hurt. They lost a couple other people on offense. Um, Christian Washington was was hurt. Didn't even play that game, and they still won that game. And I don't believe Love is really that good. Like he was literally just a couple dump passes, and then they were okay. He had a couple uh, decent mid balls. He didn't really throw like the deep ball like that. Um. Yeah, the, you, the Lions' defense is way better. Offense is better. I think that they're gonna be. They they had a chance to start the season off six and zero. Yeah, I, I, I think I had them five and one. So yeah, six and zero is, is a strong possibility. Um, I'm just excited. It seems like we've been waiting our whole life for the the Lions to be at this moment. So. 
you know, Dan Campbell already said he expects Ford Field to be louder than Arrowhead, which I, I, I think it it is definitely going to be definitely in the building. Oh, it's going to be wild, man. And um, oh, I got a big announcement. So uh, I told Rodney earlier, um, I know it's not like towards the end of the show. Usually we do our announcement at the end of the show. But I um, I have a supervisor role that um, I was given the opportunity to um, to have with the Detroit Lions organization. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, Tommy will be marching forward down the field for real. Man, you ain't lying, man. And then uh, I get to enjoy the games and everything too. And um, yeah, I'm I'm there every uh, every week. And during the and if they win the Super Bowl, so one of the main things that I I heard about with different organizations is uh, if the Lions win the Super Bowl or they win a division, um, I get something also. So I was really excited about that for being part of the team, uh, being one of the major staff members there. So, yeah, I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited. If they happen to win a championship ring, I'll I'll have like a uh, one of those fake ones that they give away too. So, yeah. <laughs> it won't have all the diamonds in it or, or be the uh, the 24 karat or whatever, but it'll be something similar. So I'm excited about that. They're still dope as hell. I know, right? Like this would be the perfect timing, man. And if they win a division, they also get like a division uh thing too. So yeah, when they told me that when I was there, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like I can possibly and then if they go to the Super Bowl also, guess what, Rodney? I get to go to the Super Bowl too as part of the staff. I think the staff members go to the Super Bowl too. Uh major staff members, supervisors and uh unfortunately employees, regular employees aren't able to go. But um Supervising staffing up gets to go, so I'm excited about that. That is what's up. So we have even yeah. more of a reason for them to root for them to make it to the Super Bowl. Man, that's what I said. I actually go to this will be my first Super Bowl if if they go. Like I'm not gonna get the big head, but yeah, this will be a a good experience. And um, since I'm uh, working in the suites and everything, I'm working alongside the family members and everything too. So. That uh, that's that's really good. I'm, I'm basically networking with uh players, uh family members and stuff, and seeing what the family members like and and what I can uh, get for them for you know their their duration of the game. So I'm excited about that too. Yeah, that that is dope. Um, we got about nine minutes left. Did want to talk music because don't know if you saw the big announcement today. Uh oh, okay. Which which uh big announcement? Because there was a few of them. I I was currently watching. Today is a VMAs day. If anybody uh still watches the Video Music Awards, um, so it's a couple of announcements. So which one were you speaking of, Rodney? Um, something that's gonna happen on your birthday, actually. Okay. Um. So Nas announced that September the fourteenth on his fiftieth birthday that he is releasing him and Hit Boy are releasing another album, the the last one in their sixth album run, uh, Magic Part 3. So, Oh, wow. Wow, that is nuts. And it feels like they just released the album not yeah, too long ago. July the 20th. 
Wow, now that's crazy. And I so, did foreshadow this on 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 Magic Two in July because he said by the time you hear this, I'll be half halfway through the the, the next album. That is crazy. So, so you're telling me, Rodney, this weekend we got Nas and Hit Boy, we got Drake, mm-hmm. and uh, Diddy just announced that he's coming out with an album this week too. Yes, sir. Like. Oh my goodness, man! And and no telling who else might drop too. Like, whoa, this is this is huge news. So I got a lot of music to listen yeah, to. I was already looking forward to Drake dropping a single, Diddy, you know, dropping um, what the hell is the name of the album? It's Love Something. Um, but his his feature list is crazy. The weekend he's back with um, Danny the the. the with the t- last two members of Danny DeCane that he really worked with. So, Dirty Money, he's got them back together. So, oh man, yeah, this is gonna be an epic album right now. And then, shout out to Diddy, too. Um, I know Cameron had released it first, but he was saying that Mace got his rights back. I wasn't sure how he, uh, he the way he worded it and made it seem was that Mace, when he signed the contract that they had both signed that he probably went and bought his rights back. But from what I heard, Diddy gave all the rights back to everybody else mm-hmm. for free. He gave everybody their rights back. So, And they just gave him an award, too, like a, a Lifetime Achievement Award on the VMAs, too. So, yeah, yeah, that's actually pretty dope. Yeah, you know, Pete, um, and I think he did, I think it's ahead of the 30-year anniversary of uh, Bad Boy or something, too, so... Um, that was a pretty dope way to honor all of the artists, even um, the producers. I was reading um, a lot of the producers that wrote and produced the song got got some rights back too. So, see, that's what I'm talking about. So, hopefully, Diddy pulled a LeBron and he's gonna assemble the troops for this album. He yeah. said it's a lot of the. Uh, former artists on there so yeah i'm excited about brown is definitely assembling the troops like <laughs> man after that fiba uh oh that watching the, that team that they put together play i can't believe steve kerr chose that team and passed up on a lot of guys um it, it, that was really a travesty we knew that that team wasn't good and we I'm, said it from the beginning i'm man. surprised they made it as far as they did so <laughs> me, me and you both like the people that they got were like uh, lower tier players. Like I was really surprised. I really wanted them to. Uh, then when they turned away Trey Young, I said, "Oh yeah, they're really not trying to win anything." Because Trey Young would have definitely been the man on that team. And then you have you got Edwards coming off the bench. Like I, I didn't understand that either. So, uh, yeah, that that team was was uh, destined to fail. Like that wasn't a great team. Yeah, and you had so many different people that you could have brought and put on that team, but yeah, losing to Canada too, allowing Dylan Brooks to put up thirty nine points and shoot five from six for three, and I ain't ever seen okay. Dylan Brooks put up anything north of twenty in a long time. So, well, you know they were leaving them wide open basically because um, they didn't believe in his jump shot. You know they they were playing the Lakers type of defense. Remember when LeBron would wave them off? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and it just and but. They would try to wave him off, and they weren't really putting a hand in his face, and he just was knocking down jumpers. He knocked down five or six from three. He couldn't even believe he hit five or six from three, and then he tried to say he was a baller, but it is what it is. 
Yeah, clearly somebody from USA Basketball put up the bat signal because you got LeBron saying that he he plans on playing. He's actively recruiting. Um, seeing sounds like Curry and Durant are already in. So, yeah, they were pretty pissed off about that because now you get uh, you got everybody saying, "Well, this ain't especially uh, Kerr. Kerr said, "Well, this isn't 1992 anymore. This isn't night." This isn't. We're not just blowing teams away, and we're like, look at the product that you put out here. Like these guys, these guys can't beat anybody, man. Yeah, I, but- all these games were pretty close, and most of the time they were getting blew out in the first quarter, and then they rally back. Yeah. It's, it's, so yeah, it's LeBron, some let's get LeBron. Vibes. That's right. Let's get LeBron to assemble the team. They're already talking about getting Joel Embiid and some of the other people. And I'm like, how the hell are you going to – that's the same thing we were talking about before. They said, oh, they're going to try to get Joel Embiid and all these other players that that would typically play. If they the team didn't qualify, they would try to get them to play for Team USA. So that's how it goes, Rodney. So if um, – usually like Jamaica, the Jamaican team wouldn't qualify. So if teams don't qualify, then you can bring them over and have them play for Team USA. Okay. So that's how I, it kind of goes. I was wondering yeah. how to – yeah, because I heard them on today on ESPN. They said, yeah, they're going to get Embiid and uh, they're going to get all these other people. And I'm like, Joel Embiid's not from the United States. What the hell are they talking about? So they say, yeah, they're going to get Joel Embiid to try to come and play too. So it's going to be uh, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Um, I heard James Harden too. Gilbert Arenas has said James Harden um, wants to play with them too. Yeah, um, And Harden. it's going to be over in Paris. So yeah, that's that's his favorite place, and then they said uh, Joel Embiid, uh, Bam Adebayo, um, Edwards, um, and there was a couple other people too. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna assemble all the troops. They can bring Bron- Bronson back. Oh, he was alive. I'd rather have Trey Young than Bronson. Bronson, like it felt like they were just shooting over him. And his defense wasn't ever that strong anyway, but I don't know. Would you rather have Trey Young over Brunson? Um, it depends on the makeup of the team. Man, right now you looking at if if I got Trey Young and Steph Curry on the same team, oh my God. Can you imagine that? Both of those guys? Holy smokes. They're going to shoot the lights out. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah I can. I'm coming over to your side a little bit. Man, if I, if I got LeBron facilitating and then passing the ball to both of those guys, man, yeah, they're definitely going to shoot the lights out. And I thought they should have had him in there in the first place. But if, if they can get Jimmy Butler and some of those other guys too – to fill out that roster, man, or or bring in some of the other people too, um, maybe get Kyrie or you, you never know. I think that'll be a good uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, it's a bunch of other people too, man. They, hopefully they can. Uh, hopefully one of the guys can put the guns down. I'm not gonna mention his name because I feel like I. <laughs> I feel like I'll be wrong saying mm-hmm. mentioning him and guns. He's trying to clean up his image. <laughs> 
But if he could put the guns down and pick up the basketball and come out there and play, then we should be fine. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, not even no water pistols either. Yeah, we don't want to see none of that. No, none of your friends pulling out camera phones, doing none of that stuff. To I don't want to be a negative. Uh, I don't want to be the male version of a Karen. But yeah, clean up your image, brother. Come on and play Team USA basketball, man. It's the best way to clean up your image. I thought that he should have played FIBA, but of course they wouldn't even probably let him do that too because he's probably going to be suspended for some so many games going into the NBA season. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Maybe this is a redeemed season. Maybe at the end of the season, they'll reevaluate and maybe he'll be a member of the team. Well, I hope so, too, man, because a lot of young kids look up to him. And um, I'm a huge fan. We're talking about Ja, god damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we, we're being subliminal because I, I don't want to be that guy that associates him every time with guns, but that's what the hell. What can we say? That's what he puts himself around. So um, hopefully Moran can clean himself up and, and go out there and uh, and win a gold medal. That's a, that's an amazing thing to have. Like all the superstars that we know that are amazing, that we covet, um, that our legends have a, a gold medal. So hopefully they can do the same thing. Yeah. So we right up against it. We can get out of here. Um, join us. Meet us in person next Friday. Money and Mercy Gallery. We got a live bartender now. So um, it'll be dope. But shoot. And hopefully this week of NFL games is better than last week. <laughs> Oh, please, please. I got my fingers crossed, brother. Please. Yeah. And shoot, I, we'll have some new music to talk about. So maybe 2023 in music-wise on the bang. So. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Come through, Drake. Come through, Diddy. Come through, Nas. Yeah. Come on. Yep. So, uh yeah, got some good college games though going on this week. So, and hopefully everything won't hit the fan like it did this week on the next podcast. So, um, but catch us on the B side because hell, I didn't even talk. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Shannon Sharp and first take really. But uh-huh. you're right, Skip. I mean, I'm sorry, Rodney. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's. I finally got a chance to watch Undisputed. So on the next podcast, I give you my take on the new mess called Undisputed. But catch us. Oh, that's bon- that's bonus content right there. We got to do some bonus content. Yeah, catch us on the B side. Peace.